Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We were talking about the MVP race in the first hour, Brock Purdy versus Lamar Jackson. They're one and two, Purdy the favorite right now, and Lamar Jackson number two. And very different circumstances for both of them. Uh, Lamar, huge star, Heisman Trophy winner in college, and um, already has an MVP, is the focal point of his offense. Uh, makes it go, but numbers aren't very huge. Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, the last player chosen, you know, played at Iowa State was 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 good, but you know didn't didn't light the world on fire, and um, thrown in last year as a starter due to injury, and has been great since then. Uh, statistically, he's having the best year of any quarterback in the NFL, uh, and he's played great in the biggest games. Uh, He's actually been possibly better, probably better in the big games than he has in some of the uh, games against lesser teams. So uh, those are the two front runners, at least right now with three weeks left for the MVP. But a lot of people, Rob, including you, still have big questions about Brock Purdy. Tell us where you're at on him. It's... 
it's the same thing that I've talked about over and over. Uh, it's I don't deny his numbers or have any issue with him because he he's Mr. Irrelevant. It's still like all of the – you know what? I, I guess l- – let me think about it this way. And maybe you can help me here. Brock Purdy is Draymond Green. You know, we talked about Is not that not crazy, I, Chris? No, no, because we, we talked okay. about whether or not he's a system quarterback last week on First Things First. And I didn't say that, but that thought came to my mind. Did it really? Okay. Even, yeah, because, because Draymond, if, I we think, you and I think is undoubtedly like would not be that he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Right, but, but if he was with a if he went to a bad team or a different yep. team, Chris, yep. he would not have the career that he's had. He would not be elevated to, like you say, uh going into the Hall of Fame. He's he wouldn't be. I I I, I could almost I mean, bet we on don't, we, we don't we, know, but you know what we I mean. I don't know for sure, but yeah, I, I most people hold that opinion, Rob. And, and I and, agree with you. And and, and, and I right. think that Brock Purdy is Draymond Green. And all of these things, he's in the perfect situation, a perfect complement of players. He still has to deliver the ball, Chris. He still has to make decisions. He still has to play. So no one's saying like he's not doing anything. Right. But it's like the cake batter has been mixed. Put it in the oven. You know, <laughs> it's like can I like like it's just put it in the oven, and and that's where he is. And I I'm telling you, I still believe this. That if he has a bad game anywhere, Chris, playoff game, they get knocked out. NFC Championship game, they get knocked out. Super Bowl, he doesn't make the play. Throws a a bad pick. Whatever it is, the only way people will be able to validate him and his career and what he's done is if he is the reason. And what I mean by that, obviously the other players are playing, but he plays really well and they win a Super Bowl and then I think all of that is erased. As soon as there's a misstep, just like we saw in the middle of the season with the three losses, Chris, when there was a misstep and when he wasn't winning and wasn't playing like he had played, the the, the Wolves came for him. They did. And they will come for him in the postseason as well if he doesn't perform. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. But that's you where agree, he is. Would you agree with me or do you agree with me that if he were, again, even a fourth-round pick or higher, because Dak's a fourth-round pick, um, that people wouldn't have these questions about him? Yeah, that, you- that, that would help. That that would definitely help. I, 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 I would be lying if I said that it doesn't matter because we talked about Kurt Warner, and we, I don't, not too many people mention this because we talk about it a lot because I think it's relevant. It's very relevant. It really is. When people it's say a very good comparison. Right. When people say, Oh, well, they just do it again. No, Kurt Warner wasn't even drafted. So right. forget about being Mr. Irrelevant. This guy hey, was bagging groceries. Division one, northern Iowa. That's not even Iowa State. Right. And this is what I'm was saying. At Iowa State. Yeah. He played northern Iowa. So so and and he went and had an unbelievable year, Chris. Led the Rams to a Super Bowl. The rest is history. Like his his season was Undeniable, and there were other great players on that uh, uh, team. Yeah, Marshall Falk, right? And 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 the receiving core, I I I, I think Tory Holt was on that yeah, that I think team so. who we've had on the show was was a tremendous 
receiver. And they won the Super Bowl that year. Dick Vermeil was the head coach. Yep. Right? Um, did he cry I after? Believe, Remember he became a crier yep. late in his career. <laughs> yeah, Chris. he sure did. Everything, man. No yeah, matter. right. Hey, it was hey, crazy. Hey, Dick, do you want some pistachios? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Pistachios again. Oh right. They're so delicious, <laughs> though. Um, yeah, Torrey Holt, Rob, was on that team. Isaac Bruce okay, was so a Hall of Fame receiver. Look at, the, look at the players. So it's very similar. It is, it is darn near identical, it but is. I'll give you one thing that's different. And this this also hurts Purdy. Like we said, they uh, the Rams came out of nowhere, won the Super Bowl that year. Yep, yep. Went 13 and 3, I believe it was, as we saw just had a host of of great players. But Rob, the year before, 4 and 12. And that's where you go, Chris. There, yep. there you go. There's a difference maker. That that's yep. the thing where people go the Rams weren't that good last year and they got this quarterback off of, out of nowhere. This guy yep. shows up and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Like that's that, the difference. Like, like that it was the difference where you look at somebody and you know he's a difference maker. The, the 49ers have been in the mix the last few years. They've gone to the Super Bowl without Brock Purdy. Did they expect to be in the Super Bowl? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It ain't the like, oh, my God. Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy, Rob, and it's, I think, five in, in San Francisco. They went to the NFC title game. Right. And now, I, to me, Brock Purdy is clearly better than Jimmy G. Um, I mean, Jimmy G, for the success that he had with the Niners, Rob, was never even remotely in the MVP conversation and, and never was a pro bowler. Is that, and nobody is, said, oh, he should be. No, he was a good quarterback, and he won. I mean, that was the thing about Garoppolo. You just kind of were like, he wins. You know what I mean? He wasn't great numbers. He was solid, decent, but um, he was able to help them win. And Purdy is winning, but putting up numbers. Look, we as I said, we talked about it last week. I can't say with certainty, Rob, right now, that he's not a system quarterback. I think what might be, I think what, in my view, is probably the most likely situation or scenario is that right now or or even maybe he's coming out of that already but he started off as a system quarterback and he will grow or it, or has grown into a franchise quarterback we saw it with Tom Brady started off as a system quarterback that was the view I mean I, you got to give Brady the credit that they turned it around immediately under him and have been struggling without him before he took over, even with Drew Bledsoe, who was a pro bowler. But Brady still had the tag, Rob, of system quarterback. Um, Joe Montana, Rob, you know, early in his career, he didn't even start his first two years. You know, uh, he was a third-round draft pick. And so there were people, he had tons of talent with him that were saying system quarterback. And obviously that, you know, view changed as it should have. So, We've seen Kurt Warner, even then, Mike Martz, you know, was the one who he stepped in as the OC that first year with Warner and really helped turn it around. So a lot of people were giving Martz credit. Yeah, Mike Martz was an offensive genius. Right, yeah, right. right. There's so no it doubt. was like, okay, yeah, Warner's good, but Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Mike Martz calling plays. Like, and then when, remember, Warner struggled, Rob, with the Giants. 
And then goes to Arizona and plays well. And, gets and, and let me Bowl. tell you something. If it wasn't for that Santonio Holmes catch Chris in the end zone, they won a Super Bowl. Like, like uh, oh, yeah. you remember he yeah. threw the touchdown to, uh, who am I thinking of, the receiver, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Remember, Larry Fitzgerald had the touchdown that put him yeah. ahead with a couple minutes to go or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact time, Chris. And then – so Antonio Holmes yeah, makes Pittsburgh that, and yeah, that, that great Bowl. catch. Yep. I thought I was like I remember sitting there when Larry Fitzgerald Jr. you know caught that ball or whatever right. touchdown. I thought, wow, Arizona is going to win yeah. a Super Bowl. You know, like when you think yep. about how bad that franchise was. Yeah, and so like I said, I think Brock Purdy is most likely on that path as far as you know growing into a franchise quarterback. Because the thing is this, Rob, and, and obviously he does have a lot of talent around him. And it's kind of like, I look at his situation, Rob, kind of like like a beating a bad team. Where you say, well, they weren't any good. Yeah, but we beat them 40 to nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like you can only beat a bad team so badly. Um, and at some point, you got to get credit. If you struggle with a bad team, then people can throw that in your face that, oh, they're no good. But when you beat them, beat the brakes off of them, you should get credit even if they're bad. And the thing with Purdy is I, you couldn't play much better. Rob, his, his passer rating of 119 is for quarterbacks who started essentially the whole season, it's the fourth highest ever. Only Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers have had higher. Wow. You know, yeah, I mean, in the, here's some of his big his biggest games this year as far as the opponent. Philadelphia. 314 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 148.8 passer rating. Um, Jacksonville, which, you know, at that time was one of the top teams in the league as far as record, 296 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 148.9 passer rating. Um, Dallas, 252 yards passing, four touchdowns, no picks, 144.4 passer rating. Um so he's been – some of his biggest games have been against the best teams they've played. Uh, Cincinnati, he struggled, like you said, those three games in a row. Um, not, and they weren't what, all you know, awful, but it was struggling. No, nah, they weren't struggle. awful. But they lost. Right. Um, I mean, he had been winning everything, hadn't even thrown an interception to that point, and then, you know, struggled a little bit. Wasn't terrible, though, to your point. Right. Um, I mean, Cincinnati threw for 365 yards. Minnesota 272 and and Cleveland was a bad game, but he got him in position for the late field goal to win it and the rookie missed it. So, you know, he's playing well. Um, he just Rob, we've talked about I think smarts, intangibles, decision making, that's so big a part of being a quarterback in the NFL. And he seems to have those. And he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can make all the throws and he's accurate. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Our next guest, one of the best defensive backs to ever do it, also a Super Bowl champion, Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst, our man, Rod Woodson. Rod, Rod what up, man? What up? Hey, what's up, my brothers from another mother? How are you? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Hey, hey we Rod. We are great. We are great. We started the show where I said, Lamar is the MVP. And he don't have the gaudy numbers when he won it unanimously a few years back. Right, right. But what he does and how he opens up everything for everybody else, and he doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times. I, I saw the stat, Rod. They've allowed 10 points or less in 13 of their last 14 games in the first half. They don't have to play from behind. They, don't, they, they can run the ball, throw when he has to, and, and I, I think he's the MVP. Hey, I'm I'm there with you. You know, uh, you know, I'm looking at all these other quarterbacks who they're talking about should be the MVP, could be the MVP, and I'm looking at what Lamar has done throwing the football. Yes, he's not getting 300 yards consistently, yep. but he's getting 175, 180, 200, and he's rushing for 65, 75, and a right. touchdown. I mean, that's. I mean, if you look at what he has done and how he. Manhandles defenses. Like I'm watching. I mean, the game 
uh, yesterday, right? You're looking at the game, and I'm calling it, and the defense is playing outstanding football. They're doing everything right. They're doing everything right. But they can't touch Lamar. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, the Jags have a really fast defense, but they could they 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 barely touched him. There. You remember when he ducked out of that time. one big play? Like like I don't even know how they didn't get him. I mean, he one time he he dropped back, he stepped up in the pocket, he dropped back again, he stepped back up in the pocket, he dropped back again, and then he took off to the right side. And they couldn't touch him. I'm just like, man, he is so elusive. He is so hard to tackle. But you know what he's doing, though? Even when he gets out of the pocket, he's looking down the field to throw the rock. And he's throwing the rock in his last resort that he will, he will scramble with the ball and take off with it. The, two years ago, Lamar would have took off with it as soon as he got out the pocket. But he has learned to trust his receivers, to trust his tight ends, to trust his running backs, and to throw the football to, the, to the, his playmakers and let them make plays. And Chris brought up a great stat. Chris, can you say it again? The one against those good teams with double-digit wins. Oh, like when, well, they played the, when they played the big boys, they put it on them. They're six, and two. They're six and two against teams with winning records, and five of those wins, Rod, have been by two touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's look, and what he has done really well is that he his completion percentage is at sixty seven percent. He has gotten really good at throwing the football outside the numbers this year. In the previous years, he was very inconsistent. I mean, he has done a tremendous job. And if anybody wants to talk about MVPs and all that, you have to talk about Lamar. Yes. Does he have the gaudy numbers passing the ball? No. But look at all those other quarterbacks who maybe have those gaudy numbers. They're not winning. Let me ask you this uh, as a former defensive back. As you said, a few years ago when, you know, he, he left the pocket, he was running. Now he's leaving the pocket scrambling to pass. Which, as a former DB, which is more dangerous? Like, which would you have more trouble with? Getting out of the pocket and, and still want to pass because now I got a cover guy for four, five, six seconds. You can't do that. I mean, it's hard to cover somebody for three seconds in the National Football League, and now you got to cover them for six, six and a half. I mean, it's 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 you know that's why you see so many DBs get beat because it's it's not the first move, it's not the first route, it's the break off and going back to where Lamar is probably running to and scrambling to, and they're getting open there. I mean, that's hard to do in the National Football League, and then you tell. You know, your rushers don't get too high. You know, make sure you try to keep him in the pocket. But, man, that's hard to do. I mean, they were doing everything right, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. And he was still getting out of the pocket. He was still scrambling for first downs. He was still throwing the ball down the field. I mean, the things he's been doing is just he's a remarkable individual when it comes to just a dynamic playmaker. But he's gotten so good at throwing the football down the field and keeping his eyes alert down the field at all times. Let's go to the uh, the game that was the most anticipated over the weekend. Of course, Dallas at Buffalo, and it wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you – I mean, mm-hmm. what does this say to Dallas about you? I know one game is one game. But they're three and four on the road. You look at all the other elite teams, and all the other elite teams win on the road too. So is this is this say something more about Dallas than just one bad game? 
Yeah, you know what bothers me about Dallas is that the times they've played the good teams, they lose, but they get smashed. Right, right. It's not like it's not like they just taking a three point loss or a five point loss. They're getting, you know, it's it's a twenty point loss. Like, what in the world is going on with Dallas? Like, I understand loss is a loss. I get it. And people are going to say, oh yeah, but you know, it doesn't really matter if you're losing by one or by no. It does matter because against the good teams, they're not barely losing. They're they're beating you by twenty points, twenty one points. That makes me a little concerned that. For Dallas, when they go to the postseason, can they beat the best teams in the NFC on the road? If they don't get home field advantage, can they do it on the road? I don't think they can. Does that – I mean, you would think these are not only world-class athletes, a lot of these guys, Micah Parsons and others, yep. you know, they're, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But does this – does that whoa, make – whoa, 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 whoa. You don't think Parsons is on, the, on his way to the Hall of Fame? He's he's on a he's on a path he's on a path. Right. But don't put him in there yet, right? No, he got it yet. He got to keep it the up. The yellow brick the yellow brick road is just being starting to be <laughs> I know you're protective of it. I remember what you said about Eli. <laughs> yes, but, they, but but no, but Rod, forget that Hall of Fame. Whatever they're they're professional athletes. They're a top team in the league. Does it still mess with their confidence if they get beat the way they did with San Francisco, the way they did yesterday? Does that mess with their confidence, or are they able to shake it off like it don't matter if we lost well, by 25 or 5? All, all you got to do is look at the body language. You go back and watch that game where the Cowboys and Buffalo are playing, and in that fourth quarter when that game was out of hand, they did not have that same body language like they were in the game. They were walking back to the huddle. They were walking on, off to the sideline. There wasn't no spark. Like when they're winning, and that tells you that yeah, it is. It does mess with your psyche when you're getting beat like that. Now you might come into the game saying, "Hey, we can do it. We can get this done. We can beat one of the good teams. We can we can play with them." And then once you get down by fourteen, seventeen, where's where's the psyche at? And that every the way they show me is running and jogging on and off the field, or after the play if they're going to jog back to the huddle. I mean that tells me a lot, and they were they were really sluggish. They were he looked like they were like, "Whoa, was me! I can't believe this is happening again." One last thing I want to ask you, uh, Kyler Murray. Just uh, what what I mean when you think about he had made what two Pro Bowls uh, to start his career, offensive rookie of the year, whatever, all that. They one time they were seven and zero and looked like they were doing something in Arizona, and it's all come undone. Where what's what's next for him? Are, are they looking for another quarterback, home dinner, a show? What is what's going to happen with Kyler? Well, you know, I, I feel bad for players who don't go to a solid organization in a solid program. Because it means a lot. Listen, I understand. Listen, all these players are great athletes, right? I mean, it was, it, it was said to me back in 1987. Everybody, everybody has talents. Everybody's athletic. Everybody has abilities. Some are better than the others, right? But it really matters what program you go to. It really matters the stability of the franchise. It really matters how the organization is ran inside out because it trickles down to the players. And it's a culture thing, yes. If you if you allow that, and that's what you've been your hope 
the whole time that your your team has been around, that's what it's always going to be. And if you don't ask for more, I, I just feel bad for guys who don't go to solid programs, who don't go to a solid franchise with a strong culture, who doesn't have that opportunity. Like like being drafted by the Jets. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that could be one. I could say. You know what I mean? Like, like, like they you know? just a mess. Like, just a mess. And all right, Rod. Yeah, I mean, that's one of them. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you, brother. All right, Rod. Great stuff. All right, hey, no. always. Always. And that's right. Okay. Merry Christmas to you and your yes. family. We'll talk yes, to you Merry though, Christmas, right? Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you, buddy. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Winter's coming. Out west, that can mean more rain. For others, like me back east, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires, shipped fast and free to you or one of more than 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is also available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring the new tires to you at your home or your workplace and install them on site. It is a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. It was also weird, Rob, seeing Dallas get shellacked. Was it? You and I both thought they would win that game. I did. I really did. I just I had no confidence in Buffalo. I was hoping Zero. Buffalo won, uh, but I, like you said, I, I just didn't know which Buffalo team was going to show up. And they showed up. Uh, the, the the good Buffalo showed up. And the bad Cowboys. I gave them an F game on first things first this morning uh, or this afternoon. And Rob... Here's the this is what if I'm a Cowboys fan, if I were a Cowboys fan, 
What would scare me the most is this, that they are a different team on the road than they are at home. And it's just it's boring. Uh, haven't out they there. won like 14 or 15 straight home games? Yeah, they're they're tremendous at home. I think it's 14 straight. Like like we know they just beat Philly at home. Um, I think it is 14 straight. They're they're very good in Dallas. But on the road, Rob, this year they're three and four on the road. Okay. They're seven and oh at home and three and four on the road. And a lot of people might say, well, you know, road, I mean, you're not expected to be as good. But look at the top teams in the league, Rob. Let's, these are teams that I think everyone pretty much looks at as contenders. San Francisco, 6-2 and two on the road. Philadelphia, 5-2 and two on the road. Kansas City, 5-2. and two. Baltimore, 6-1. and one. Good and teams, Chris. They play in, everywhere. I mean, that, that, right. That, that's what right. we're seeing. And here's the thing, Rob. Over two years, because, you know, let's go back two years. Is this a flukish thing for the Cowboys? No. Nope. They were good last year, won 12 games. This year, they're going to probably win about that. Um, last year, the Cowboys were 4-4 four and four on the road. San Francisco, 5-3. and three. Philly, 7-1. and one. Kansas City, 7-2. and two. Baltimore, 5-4. and four. So over the last two years, San Fran 11 and 5, Philly 12 and 3, Kansas City 12 and 4, Baltimore 11 and 5. On the road, those are the best teams in the league. Dallas over the last two years, 7 and 8 on the road. And check this out. The one contender, I, I, I think fringe contender, but a lot of people like this team, Miami. Miami is like Dallas. The last two years, they're seven and nine on the road. You know what else those teams have in common, Rob? They can't beat good teams. Right. Dallas one and three against teams with winning records this year. Miami 0 and three. Those, so, those are the telltale signs. Yep. I mean, that's why uh, we, we talked about it. I picked Dallas before. Uh, the Philly win, Chris, you thought maybe they turned the corner, but it was a home game. Uh, it's about going on the road. I thought Buffalo was downtrodden, beaten. You know what I mean? Like, this was their opportunity to come in and yeah. and do something, and they still couldn't do it. No, they Rob, their records on the road, win percentage, point differential, yards per game differential, even the passer rating of Dak Prescott, who we know is third in the MVP race. It's all comparable to the Atlanta Falcons, who we know aren't a very good team. And Dak's passer rating is basically the same as Desmond Ritter's. Wow, stop. On the road. like on, right. on, At home, it's 122.5. On the road, it's 84.2. That's a huge drop. Huge. So, look, this game against Miami, it's in Miami this weekend. Big game for both teams. Miami still got a chance to be the number one seed. Dallas, I mean, you know – a remote chance, big game for both teams. That's what I'm going to be looking at, Rob, Dallas and how they play on the road. Um, it's a good team. I don't think Miami's great personally, um, but they are a good team. There's no doubt about that. And I, I can't wait to see how Dallas plays in that game in Miami. If they lose that game, which I think they have a chance to, but if they lose that game, um, the the – the doubts will continue. I know I saw someone, Micah Parsons was saying it was unacceptable. Yep. Right? Yep. Is that the, the yep. word he used? I read something there. Chris. He said unacceptable and mind-boggling. Like yeah. how they like play on the Like night road. and day. Like it's night and day. And, and 
that that's that says something because you know you know you have talent and you know you could play and you know you could beat teams. It's a mindset when you go on the road. And they yeah, don't have can, it. We can ask Dante Whitner about it because you're right. Like, I mean, what does that say a team is immature? You know, um, are they I, – I, I don't know. I mean, you wonder what is it? What else could it be? I get – I expect there to be a little slippage right on the road and that you won't – you know, the, uh, the home team may have an advantage. We all know that. But this much? Hey. Um, and we look at the other great teams, and they don't have that slippage. That To me, I don't know if it's immaturity, if it's not pre- preparing um, on the road like you do at home. I don't know what uh, – and, again, we'll ask Dante Whitner, but it, it's something going on there beyond, Rob, just like physical football issues. Now, I don't want to hear Gronk sing the uh, national anthem. Uh, Chris, I know you didn't see that. It was a, an awful – Rob G. went, an awful rendition. He was there with two other people, but he was god-awful. But he did say on the on the uh, Fox football pre- and post-game show about the Cowboys that uh, their road performances, Chris, is just – they're a mentally weak team. That they, right, that, I saw that. Yeah, saw that, that. that that was – and I'm not going to disagree with that. Like I said, I don't want to hear him singing – uh, but that makes sense to me because, as I just said, it, there is a mindset, and it's got to be us against them, and you got to be together, and you got to you got to understand you're on a yep. business trip. It's a business trip, right, right. And I don't know if they're hanging out, but it's not about hanging. And and if you do, you know, nobody's saying you can't go out and do whatever you do. But like you said, your first priority is it's a business trip, right? You and I were beat writers. For, you know, decades. Right. Well, I was a beat writer for eight years covering a, a, an NBA team. And um, and you were for probably longer, I, my, my guess. Well, I, right? did, I did it um, for yeah, eight total. Eight? Okay, so yeah. we're the same. About the same. Yeah, about and eight And we, years. you know, when I went to cities, I did. It, one thing that was nice is, you know, friends in college, teammates, former teammates or just friends, whatever, that I was good friends with, but probably would have lost some contact with, you know. You were able to I catch up to with see, them. Yeah, I still got to see them, you know, when we were still relatively young and right out of college because I was traveling to the cities they were in. You could get kid together and, for and lunch hang, or meet you at yeah, the hotel for breakfast. Out, I did whatever. that, yep. But, Rob, I always knew I'm not here just to hang out. Like, that's secondary to what I'm here to really do, which if you is turned, right. cover the game. And if you turned in some bad stuff, they're going to be like, yep. well, Chris, we can't send him on the road because he turns right. in sloppy copy. You know what I mean? Like he's yep. not You're concentrated. because you want to hang out after exactly. the game. Exactly. No. You're giving us a half-baked story yep. uh, and all that and during the write-through. People see through that, and they, yep. they do in our business. And you're right. From the so, so you definitely, it's a business trip, and you have to understand it. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask Whitner. But, look, Gronk obviously knows a thing or two about winning championships. They won big games on the road. They good on the uh, road, yeah. So, I, I, you know, like you said, who are we to question him on that? And I think, Rob, when you look at Philadelphia, when you look at San Francisco, when you look at Kansas City and Baltimore, no one would call those teams mentally weak at all. 
No. And I, I do think people would question Dallas. And and it it pro- I don't know that it's just the road record, Rob, but Dallas doesn't I, I you know I've talked about the culture there under Jerry Jones. And I I don't think that culture screams a mental toughness. Um, like some of the other teams I mentioned. And this could be an example of that. But they better get it together hey. because, Rob, they're probably going to be on the road. I mean, they're they're not likely to be the number one seed. If they don't win the division, they're gonna, well, yeah, they'll, be, they're they'll be, be a five. Seed. Right. And here's another stat. The Cowboys, minus 18.2 points per game, is the third largest home-slash-road point differential, Chris, in the Super Bowl era. So wow. that's a big in difference. The Super Bowl era, eighteen point two points that's per crazy. game is the third largest. That says it all. That's that's a big difference. That's almost uh, three score. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. I also say this quickly, Rob. That weighs into the MVP discussion. That weighs into the MVP discussion. Wouldn't you agree? I'm, absolutely. I mean, it, it has to. No, absolutely, it does. It has to. That's why right, I'm eight. saying that's what I said to you. You say he's out. He got yeah. eliminated. Like, like unless the, there's a total collapse by both of the players, Chris, right. I just can't see I can't see him winning coming off of that because that's what everybody was waiting to see. Yeah, my, yeah. I, that's what, and, and, he, and he, he delivered exactly what people – there's not <laughs> anybody, Chris, who's on the national shows, on ESPN, Fox, talking about Dak as MVP. Nobody said, oh, yeah, that was just a bad day at the office. Nobody. Right. right. Because it didn't come against Carolina. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or something. It came in a big game that they needed and everybody was watching. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io.